Well, hello everyone, how are you? My name is Zach Stroh, one of the pastors at Neighborhood Church, and I wanna thank you guys all for tuning in. We are on location with John and Courtney Aljancic. Say hi, guys. Hello there. Hi. And we are doing our Neighborhood Church, Neighborhood Story series after we finished, finished up EHS and EHR, and you're gonna hear a little bit from them about their journey over the last six to eight months. But first, John and Courtney, why don't you guys introduce yourself and, and maybe share with our viewers uh, you know, who you are. Okay. Well, I'm John Algantic. This is my wife, Courtney, and um, we've been going to the uh, neighborhood church for about a year or a little bit over a year, pretty much right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> so, um, but we have three sons, a senior, a sophomore, and a uh, eighth grader in, in the Louisville school system. And um, yeah, this, this, uh, this study has been really a true blessing to us. And I, I have three boys and I stay home and um, we have been in the area for about six years. We grew up here, moved away to Chicago and came back. So it's been, um, this has been really helpful in lots of, lots of areas. Mm -hmm. So. And something neat about Courtney is she's done this study. What is it? A couple of years ago? Yeah, two, two plus years ago. Two plus years ago. So she's had it two plus years ago and then has been able to come back to it now. In a, maybe in doing it a different way, and, and we'll kind of hear a little bit about that. So with that, let's jump in, if you don't mind, to the first question, and maybe hear just, you know, briefly from both of you. Over the course of the last six to eight months, what's, how has EHS and EHR impacted your faith journeys? Well, I would say for me, um, the study has been, has been good in terms of, like, true spirituality, I think, really stems from just loving people well. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, throughout this study, you know, you know obviously you're studying Jesus, um, but I think in this, especially in this environment, this political environment and whatnot, that we get caught up in trying to be right and whatnot. And we really look at Jesus, um, he loved people for who they were and, and not for who he wanted them to be. Yeah. And I think that this has really helped me to go deeper in that, to really be fiercely present with them and not to be preoccupied with other things. And really just take time to love people. Um, and this has been good for me. That's a, that's a great, loving people for who they are and not who you want them to be. Yes. How, how many of us have somebody we love and want them to be a certain way? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what a great, what a great statement. Um, Courtney, how about you? Um, I would say the premise of emotionally healthy spirituality is the whole like, you are really maturing as a believer, but you're not emotionally maturing, and that causes all kinds of, like, I feel like gaps in who you are. And so I never really knew how to, like, bridge that gap. I didn't know how to be an emotional person who also is able to be spiritually mature. I felt like my spiritual maturity was way beyond my emotions. And my emotions are, I'm a very emotional person anyway, so I always felt a lot of shame because I didn't know how to walk it. And so this for me has just, the first time really, really, I was in a very dark place when I did it. Um, and it was life-saving to me to give me words, to help mm -hmm. me go back, to go forward, all of the things that it teaches you how to, um, you know, grief and loss to me is like, grief and loss stinks. But guess what, this tells you like how it makes you sure. into a more complete and wonderful, believer and so that was just a whole like mind change for me so it's been, it's been really good you know it's uh, as christians it's like men should be emotional you know giants meaning they don't show them yeah, <laughs> and right. women are always the ones that show their emotions and they're a little bit less mature than the men and i just i as for me as i've been growing in kind of this emotional maturity over the last couple of years i've seen like you cannot separate 
your emotions from intellect, from uh, knowledge, from physical maturity, from spiritual maturity. And so, um, you guys ever seen the movie Inside Out, Disney Pixar? You, you talk Did about we talk it. about this? Yeah, okay. but we, I've never, we've never actually watched it. I've seen the characters, okay. but I've never actually it's watched just, it. It's just, it's a movie about, and, and I was reminded of it as you were saying, because in the movie, there are these characters in this young girl's mind, uh, like, and their, and their emotions, joy, sadness, whatever. And joy is always the, they're always trying to depress yeah. sadness and put at bay sadness yeah. and not allowing the child to feel sadness because they think it, it's everybody should be joyful at that yes. time. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a brilliant film that has so many correlations. I would suggest watching yeah. it. Okay. So, well, also with emotions, I mean, in, in the study is, God created emotions, right? I mean, you look at Jesus. Jesus was, was angry in the temple place. Oh. He was sad when Lazarus passed away. Oh, like, yeah. And so, you know, you kind of touched upon it, you know, especially as a, as a man, like a lot of society is you're not supposed to be really in touch with your emotions. Mm -hmm. and, and this study is obviously the opposite of that. And it really has brought us a depth to my, you know, just spiritual awareness, um, just tapping into that and getting, you know, exploring that iceberg. That's good. That's good. So, with that, second question is one skill from either EHS or EHR that has been you've really done well at implementing over the last six to eight months. And it can it doesn't have to be one that you've purposefully went after. It's just one that you've seen work out in your life a little bit more. Go ahead. You go first. <laughs> you can go first. Okay. Well, hold on a second. I gotta look that up. Oh, I'll do it then. You want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. I so the I brought it with the ladder of integrity worksheet. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! I probably <laughs> sent this to fifteen people, um, even without doing it. But I just I even go. I've gone through EHS twice now, and then this the relationship one I've never gone through. So I was yeah. really excited about doing it, and it just I feel like it took all those things that I learned and taught me in a very and I'm not like a super organized mind person but I need I realize with your emotions you need an organized mind so this has been every single time I'm upset about something oh. I literally I sit down and I think through it yesterday I actually journaled them all I didn't just like put a couple little words mm. I sat down and really journaled something and I found myself by the end sobbing which I had no idea I would sob about this situation and then I just felt like this peace because I just felt like God here I am this is exactly all of the things that I'm struggling with. And then I feel like I was able to just kind of leave it there and I know and continue to pray about it and you know God will come through for me. Let me ask you a, a follow up to that. Yeah. So for me, as I've done the ladder of integrity, I've seen that I don't either know what I value or right. even maybe why I value whatever it is that I value. What Do you have that same experience? I think for me, it's like, I don't really know what my need is. I know that I feel upset about this or, or this relationship or this situation, but I don't know why. Like, what is that need or what is it that I value mm -hmm. that isn't being met? And, and I also like the part where it's what I'm willing to do and not willing to do because part of my issues, I think a lot of times is, I feel like it's, well, I've done this stuff now. They need to do their yeah. part. And it kind of, it kind of like, reprimanded me a little bit yesterday like you know what I need to be willing to do some things in this and, so, and it, for me what I've learned is having the conversations doesn't always go that well and so <laughs> you don't necessarily need to have the conversations it's more for you sure. and I feel like it allows me to give more grace and it allows me to if the opportunity arises with this situation that I could talk mm -hmm. I would have an organized mind and the, I feel like like the emotion part is a little bit tamped down. I felt the emotions, but they're not like the leading thing. That's they're just part of it. 
you, you have control of yes. those emotions. Yes. Um, and, and what you what you said about not necessarily having to have a conversation with somebody else, that's so huge because you know, Matthew, I think it's Matthew 18, church discipline, you go to that person regardless of what it is, and you don't necessarily know where that person is at. Yes, that's right. And this helps you, you can, you know, receive forgiveness if you need forgiveness. You can you can discern that in your own mind, and you don't necessarily have to go to that other person right. because it helps you understand. Yeah. Maybe they just aren't ready to hear it right, right. now. Um, I wish I had that Me tool. too. I mean, Regrets. Oh, those tools from EHR. So you're 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 a business guy. I mean, those tools from EHR. You put them in any company in their HR department and have them as ways to work out conflict. Yeah. That company would run seamless. Yeah. Seamlessly. Yeah. yeah. But that was kind of along the similar lines in terms of stop mind reading and clarify your expectations. And I think that's really important again, especially not to throw men under the bus, but again, <laughs> we don't we don't communicate the best at times. And I think you know. Communication is the key to so many things, whether it's your marriage, whether it's been business, whether it's being mm -hmm. a parent or whatever. And I think instead of just assuming um, things, really clarifying what you want and really having communication. And like, you know, we kind of laughed at the you know, Scazzaro's when, you know, I prefer this. Right? Oh, yeah, it's so overdone. So we laugh about that. We had some of those conversations. I do that a lot. Kind of I would half joking about but. <laughs> It was good, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was good to really talk it out. And has it had like doing it in that kind of rigid way? Has it helped even diffuse? I, I think diffuse. <laughs> I think diffuse is the right word. Yeah, because it's that. easy to take offense to anything. Sure. But you know, yeah. when you're doing it in, in that manner, I think maybe your heart's in the do right. Do you place. mind if I? Clarify. Yes. Do I, Do you mind if I read your mind? Yeah. You might say. You already start laughing. Yeah, yes. It's so awkward. But I think she did mention one time. I would prefer if you shut your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get all in love. So it's a lot nicer when you say it. Be direct, right? Yeah. But you know, it's a, it's a, I I've said you know we are all great fiction writers in our own minds, yeah. and I'm good at living out of those stories that yeah, I write and true. stop. Stop mind reading and clarifying expectations is something that we can help to eliminate the false stories and save ourselves yeah. funds of grief. Yeah. So. Which on that, I feel like to piggyback on that, I think what also is really important that I'm learning and I should be better at it because I've been doing it for two years, but just the whole daily office and like being still, I have mm -hmm. a, like you're quiet for two minutes while you're, you know, thinking about something with the Lord or a verse, and then you're quiet at the end of the devotional, and it is so hard. Oh, but I find that when I actually sit down and set a timer and do it, I just am so much, it just, there's the Holy Spirit works. Like, it's crazy. And then I sometimes leave that part out, and that's the most important part, is that whole being still with the Lord and letting the Holy yeah. Spirit do His work. So. Well, it's, it's interesting being quiet for two minutes. It's hard. Well, two minutes, just, just two minutes in life, period. It goes like that, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't have enough time. I don't have but if you try to be quiet for two minutes, it, it's an eternity. Wins it, wins yeah. it over. You know, yeah. so it's, a, it's really interesting. Yeah. You know, I, and, and for me, when I'm in that quiet time, I'm trying to push out nine million thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm also trying to receive something from God. And one of, I actually had this learning, it was either this week or the week before, I'm like, in my silence time, I don't need to receive anything from God. It's just me offering a time of silence, maybe as a gift back or a way to bless God, where like I'm just gonna be silent. Yeah. yeah. It's, and that's a, to just be silent and not think of anything is a very, very difficult. <laughs> yes. um, but that, that is a huge skill that as we move into the next series that we're starting after Easter, 
um, fruit of the spirit that we we are still doing the same format of incorporating that mm. silent time and having the weekly devotionals and stuff. So it, it will be good. So now the maybe the the more vulnerable question, the third question is, what's been difficult for you to implement? Well, Zach, I'm all about vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, we just touched upon it, and it was uh, discovering the rhythms of, da of the daily office mm -hmm. and the Sabbath. And, and you and I, you gave me a good book from Brother Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Um, as well. I forget the title. Uh, uh, practicing, practicing the presence of God or practicing his presence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that book has been wonderful, and the study's been wonderful. And so this has been... It's been a good thing because I've been doing that more. Yeah. You know, I, I've been take, setting aside an intentional time mm -hmm. um, to just try to be still and be quiet. But you know, it, it hasn't been a strength. It, I just don't. It's infrequent. It's it's not you know a daily thing. Yeah. So really trying to continue to strive to make it a daily practice um, is where I struggle with. But but yeah, it's just quieting your heart. I mean, like you know, those two minutes of silence, like, you know, you're good for 10 seconds and you're thinking about, oh, we need milk. Oh, I oh yeah. And, and so it's just, you know, I think we get into that false, I think you'd mentioned before, but like a, a you know, false spirituality, like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a good path here. But you know, we, we forget about that this walk is about really experiencing Christ and, and, and really just the power in the name of Jesus Christ. And I think at times when I get frustrated with this, this world or whatever, like, I forget that God's in control yeah. and, you know, and, and ultimately, there's power in his name. And, and when, if I am able to be more consistent in my you know, daily offices and whatnot, I'll be able to experience and tap into that power so much more. You know, maybe as you're saying that, I, we're, we're doing a course with Pete Scazzaro weekly. It's been pretty cool um, to just hear he kind of riffs, I think, on some of the <laughs> stuff. But during the daily offices, they, they've reminded you, and I think it's in the video way back when, I don't remember which, which series it was a part of, the first one and what video, but... When you're in the silence, you think of a word and you say it to bring yourself back. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned that power in the name. Maybe that's your word, just Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, you, and it brings you back into that silence. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So so daily office for you. Yeah. Um, how about you? Mine, I feel like it's all everything. I feel like in some ways <laughs> I, I'm like, I have high expectations for myself. And so I feel like I'm often, but the, the page, I think it was in the first book, but it was it gives you 15 descriptions of an emotionally mature Christian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have been kind of looking at that and being like, okay, where do I need to grow? And I, I really do need to grow in a lot of them. But I think the hard parts for me is being able to state my own beliefs and values without becoming adversarial and in adversarial, I mean, mm -hmm. and in the return, letting people have like we can disagree and we can have completely different views, but we can still love the same Jesus and we can move forward in relationships. And that is very, I'm realizing like, maybe that's not, I don't know if I'm not completely developed a rule of life where I'm able to like live that out, but that's like the heart that's, especially in the culture that we're in, where every, if you, if you disagree with me, I hate you. You can't have a difference no, with anybody. No, and same with like, I think within churches, does my theology have to look like yours? Does it have to look like yours? Does it have to look like the churches down the street? Well, in the past, the way I was raised is we're right. I mean, that's just, we're right. Totally. Everyone else is wrong. And so I think that's been very hard for me to like walk that. And I think I'll be doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah. But just, it's new for me to not be right. My theology I mean, that's, is right. Everyone else is wrong. Differences are the essence of why we have conflict. Yeah. But conflict isn't always bad. Conflict's everywhere. It's it's when a disagreement occurs, and I, I mean, and it's not sinful inherently. 
Right. You know, I might think, you know, the best route to take to somewhere is this way. You might think it's not. Right. And then where it's become sinful is when you start to argue and then, you know, throw okay. tantrums and not be around other people because right. they don't want to make a left when you want to make a right. And obviously the deeper right. than that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Like, I mean, that stems from conflict. That stems mm -hmm. from accountability and those type of things. And so, you know, we're sharpening one another. And Absolutely. And, you know, there's times when we are you know, we're sinners. And so, you know, we're going astray and we need people to pull us back in and really call us on that stuff. So I think what's hard about that though, is you both parties have to be willing to enjoy, not enjoy conflict, but like, Hey, I'm willing to, I'm willing to fight for our relationship or our situation mm -hmm. by going into conflict with you. Hopeful that that'll clarify expectations and then we'll be able to move forward in a more just authentic relationship, yeah. but that's not always the case. So same with like churches, mm -hmm. you get in a fight with somebody at your church and then people just leave the church and they, you know, that whole like feeling of like, you both parties have to be okay with that. Absolutely. And it, I think it's just not, re it's not really very realistic if people aren't willing to work on themselves. And this is why I love this study. Has to be found, this stuff is foundational. Yeah. You either already knew it from your parents or you're growing up or you learn it as an mm -hmm. adult. So. And it becomes foundational because I think as you go deeper in your walk, I think, you know, I think the deeper you go, the more you realize I'm a sinner in, in need of grace, right? I mean, ultimately, like as, as I go deeper, I'm like, man, maybe I'm not that sweet. <laughs> you, you, you know, That's it, right? Yeah. And so when you get to that point to think, man, I'm a sinner in need of a savior, you embrace the grace God gives you. And, and when you really truly embrace it, now you're, it's much easier for, to give, for you to give that grace to other people. And, and so... Um, but not, I feel like that is what I was told my whole life, but I wasn't able to apply it. It caused yeah. so much shame in me because I would pretend to be giving grace, but inside I was not giving grace. It was very, totally. it was all that going under the surface. So the, I feel like I, your personality is such that he is much easier at giving grace. I'm more of a grudge holder. And so I feel like this is just giving me a pattern for how to do it and like verbiage and like, I don't know. Structure. I would agree. There's levels of grace that as we realize we don't have it all together, yes. it's okay that we don't have it all together, but we're, we're pursuing that. The depths of God's grace are endless. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking that, well, lots of stuff, but I don't, I don't want to keep this any longer than it needs to be. Is there anything, any parting thoughts that you'd like to share with our viewers or leave with our viewers? I love that our church is this yeah. is a foundation. I feel like I, I can't tell you how many people I've recommended it to. It's a lot of work. It is. And you it's have to be work. willing to do the work. And so I feel like maybe people aren't willing to spend the time, but man, if you are, it, it reaps so many rewards that I just, I can't. I I, and I feel like I don't totally know how to teach it to my kids. Like I wish there was one for like teenagers and just because I just would like for, I, w I wish I wish I had known this, yeah. you know, oh. I'm way too old to be learning this stuff now, but I'm grateful. So. I'd be farther ahead emotionally oh if I yes. knew this growing up. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and any great relationship you have takes work. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. And, and, you know, we're not sitting here talking about working your way to heaven, but we're talking no, about yeah. working on our relationship with Christ. Work out your salvation, right? With yeah. fear and trembling. Yeah. I think this is... And this gives a great foundation mm -hmm. and a lot of tools to do that. And... and when you apply those tools, you just you experience God in a whole different way. Yeah, that's it. That, that's a good that's a good way to end. Yeah. Experience God in a whole different way. So, well, as always, uh, I want to I want to thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Um, and 
you know, for all of you watching out there, we're going to end like we do every week. And, and may you go in the grace and peace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Thanks, guys.